Though the global pandemic may be slowing things down, Spring Branch is taking tangible steps forward to keep our economy strong, like supporting our local businesses, linking them to free online business courses, and help from our top leaders. Spring Branch is working for businesses. Yours. Find out more at sbmd.org. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Looped In. This is the Houston Chronicle podcast all about real estate, the dirt, the deals, the people, the places. It's all here. I'm Rebecca Schutz, real estate reporter with the Houston Chronicle, and I'm here today with Nancy Sarna. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Rebecca. So it's been 44 days since I was packing up to leave the office, and our editor, Rob Gavin, told me to bring home my laptop just in case. And since then, we've been working from home, so I'm very glad I brought my laptop home. It's been what feels like a nonstop cycle of news. But during that very first week when I brought home my laptop and community spread of the novel coronavirus was discovered in the Houston area, we met with the owners of Mala Sichuan Bistro, Corey Xiang and her husband, Hung Chen, in their popular restaurant on Bel Air Boulevard in Chinatown. That's because Chinatown began seeing business fall, hurting restaurants, bakeries, and other small stores long before the rest of the city. Because the pandemic first broke out in China, those with ties to the Chinese community began taking social distancing much more seriously, much more quickly than the rest of the city. And also, there were false and damaging rumors that hurt business. So the problems that Corey and Hung told us about, having to lay off staff and plan a delivery service to make up for lost dining room business, are now problems for all restaurants. And many other businesses face similar problems. So recently, when I received an email from a listener asking how Mala Sichuan Bistro is doing now and how businesses are doing in Chinatown, me and Nancy talked and said we were wondering the same thing. So we called up Corey and Hung, who are on our recording app with us now. Hi, Corey. Hi, Hung. Hi, Rebecca and Nancy. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. (laughs) All right. All right. Yeah. So after our podcast episode ran the initial one, when we interviewed you both, my mom listened to it and she said, what is this spicy, crispy chicken you're talking about? And I said, I will bring you some. And so this was a a week or, or two ago and it was just time to get some, some takeout from you guys. So I, I ordered a bunch of food and I came to pick it up and I just, I thought it was interesting because the setup was a whole lot different than when when we were there last time when things were not yet shut down and we went to visit you all on a Friday at lunchtime and it was pretty slow but we were all together in uh one of your one of your private rooms and in any case I I I drove up I the parking lot was pretty empty bunch of stores were closed around you. And uh, I walked in and and I walked right up to a table that was set out with a, I guess, a, a UV machine that that people could put pens in to to sterilize before using it to sign their bill. Have you, what have you guys set up there for, for the takeout operation? I mean, it, it looked like you had definitely put some thought into it. A couple of people were behind the the table with masks and it was very efficient, but you can probably explain it a bit better. So what we did was uh, we pulled up two tables 
very close up to the door so that people can only come in and have space to stand in front of the, uh, the table. And they wouldn't be able to come in and wander around inside the restaurant. On that table, I have uh, my menu uh, laid out. I uh, printed my menu and then um, laminated them and then just laid them out on the table so that when people come in to order, they don't have to flip through the pages. They can just use their eyes and eyeball the, the, mm. the, the, the laminated uh, pages on the, on the table. So that's how they can order. And then uh, when they sign and when they, uh, when they, uh, when they hand us our, uh, our uh, credit cards, uh, well, our, our staff, they all wear masks and gloves. So mm-hmm. after they use the card, they hand the card to the customer and then the customer can take out uh, a pen inside this UV UV sterilizing uh, chest that I bought for for my restaurant. Mm-hmm. They can just open that and then take a pen in there and then sign. And then they can also sterilize their credit card in there if they want to. We met with you on Friday. Mm-hmm. And the next Monday was when Judge Lena Hidalgo said that restaurants and bars would have to close their dine-in services. Yeah. Now I was wondering... What was your reaction when you heard that? Because in some ways you guys were ahead of the curve. <laughs> uh, that's a funny way to put it. Um, I wasn't surprised at all because I predicted it. Um, I was telling my my employees that this is probably happening soon. And then what happened next? Well, at the same time, my employees are all like afraid to work. They already witnessed what happened in China. So uh, most of my employees already told me that uh, my parents don't want me to work or my landlord doesn't want me to work or my wife is afraid uh, they don't want me to work or (laughs) they just have friends or relatives or that don't want them to work. Uh, I even have this one employee says that his landlord is well because they share share, uh, a room in the house. His landlord is willing to provide him food and give him free rent so that he doesn't work. Oh wow. wow! Yeah, so I already have a lot of employees that are that are unwilling to work. So I thought um, the fact that we can't do dining anymore kind of helped me because if I were to comp- continue doing dining, I don't think I have in- enough employees to to uh, to to schedule to put put them on my schedule. So um, right now, for three restaurants, I have four employees in front of the house to. Uh, to take the orders and take the phone calls and um, and uh, pack the to go to go packs and then our online I mean uh, not online uh, third party uh, orders and phone orders and walk in uh, pickup orders uh, we are doing about the same as when we were uh, having uh, dine in somehow. So you've lost your dine in, but delivery or pickup hasn't increased. It has, like, oh, yeah. uh, but it made up the loss in in dining, and um, I think that has to do with uh, the fact that we did a lot of publicizing, and also because uh, a lot of Chinese restaurants uh, just decided to close their doors and not even do to go. And I know last time we talked, you were talking about starting a delivery service. How is that? Yes, going? I was going to do that, but. Um, the employees that I originally planned to uh, put uh, put them on to do um, to do uh, delivery, like in house delivery, they later decided that they don't want to do it anymore because two reasons: one, they felt uh, it's unsafe because you still get to contact with people, 
they have family that don't want them to go out. Mm-hmm. And then there was another uh, very important reason was because uh, they thought there's pretty uh, a pretty serious uh, anti uh, Asian. They thought there's hate crime going on because um, um it was uh during those during that day where the where the uh, uh, the order came out the uh, the closing the, the dining order came out there, there was a uh, a news oh somebody stabbed uh, this Asian uh, family. Uh, the father and two kids. They stopped the uh, the kids in the parking lot, and then there was like a huge cut on the face of that little kid. Yeah, that was in Midland. I read that story. Yeah, so so my employees were pretty afraid, and and I don't know if you guys know uh, the Chinese people, the Chinese community have been hoarding guns and ammo. <laughs> Do not know. Yeah, they've been doing that. Actually, a lot of Chinese people are afraid of uh, owning guns. They thought they think that owning a gun is is uh is uh is dangerous uh they know that it's their right to uh to own guns and mm-hmm. and training and, and carry but um they choose not to before but now a lot of chinese people went into <laughs> went into gun stores and hoarded a lot of guns and ammunitions and then actually um they've uh, formed these uh Mutual uh, emer- uh, emergency, emergency response, basically. yeah, emergency response, mutual help uh, groups. Can you describe what that is? Yeah, um, it's like like I mentioned last time, WeChat, right? WeChat is like the mm-hmm. uh, the app that every Chinese person uses to uh, stay interconnected, mm-hmm. and so they just form groups on WeChat, and then and then they uh, they invite friends that live in that area in, in, in into the into those groups. And there's uh like there's pretty much uh, a group for for every uh every community every area every zip code in Houston in the Houston area. What types of conversations go on in the group? Uh, I'm not in any of the groups actually. Um, okay. Because I thought we didn't need to do that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, um, but uh, the 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 purpose of the group is so that if one family uh, has an emergency situation where there's a break in or there's looting or something, then uh, other other members of the group will go help them like immediately. That's the purpose of the group. And but I'm guessing uh, if when nothing's happening, when there's no emergencies, people will just be chatting around where to get I don't know masks, about shopping, about uh, how to do contactless shopping, or whatever stuff like that. And being okay. scared. And being scared. Yeah. yeah. And spreading yeah. And spreading stuff that are that are new to the situation. Yeah. Share. Spread. There's more fear than other things going on right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious as to how things are working out with your landlords where you lease space. Have they been in touch and, and offered any sort of discount on rent? Um, so for Chinatown location, uh, we gathered a bunch of uh, tenants, like business owners, our together. Neighbors, our neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in that center, because uh, on on our half, it's uh, the, the cent- uh, our half of the center is owned by the same person. So okay. we uh, we the business owners got together, and uh, and I was the one who talked to the landlord. He decided to give us a 
10% discount, which is fairly small. And my um, other two locations, one of them gave a 50% discount on the rent part. Uh, he didn't do anything on the triple net. Uh, the other landlord gave 70%, uh, sorry, 30% off. Uh, on the whole thing, which come out to be about fifty uh, percent off on the rent as well. So. The triple net, you mean um, the the common area fees and right, the, right, okay. right. Okay, and the expenses and electricity mm-hmm. and things like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. And when they give the discount, is it actually a discount, or will it be at the end of your lease? Uh, actual discount. Oh, wow. Okay. For how long? For, well, at the time, it was just uh, for this month. They, they don't like to promise for, for anything too long. As far as I know, it's, it's for the time being. And the way it's going, most likely May as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what about assistance from the federal government? The CARES Act offered some some programs for small businesses. Have you been able to tap into some of that? Um, yeah, we did uh, apply. Mm-hmm. We did apply, and uh, so far the PPP uh, that's pretty well known right now. Uh, yeah, it stands for the Paycheck Protection Program. So the Paycheck Protection Program has money that can be for, among other things, payroll and rent, and it ran out of funding very quickly. Currently, they're talking about adding new funding. This is just for listeners. I know you already know this, but um, I think that's the situation now is people like you guys have applications in and are waiting for it to be to get more money. Right, right. Uh, I just received an email from Chase. Uh, that's, that's who I bank with. Anyway, they, so they sent, sent out emails saying that uh, my initial uh, application was not approved. There was some something on the application that uh, they they didn't like to see. So they they asked me, I, I can reapply. I I don't know. Uh, I, Did I, think, I tell you what was wrong? No, I think that's. Uh, let's see. It says that because I attested to including payroll expenses for employees whose principal place of residence was outside the U.S. I don't fully understand what that means. I mean, does that mean I can't get it because I hired uh, someone who's not originated from the U.S.? Is that what it means? Oh, I don't know. I need to look into the rules. But that's um, not fair. I mean, as long as they, they have the legal status, I think I should be able to hire them and apply for what I needed. Well, they're currently in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they've been in the U.S. for, for quite a while. But some of them are Chinese citizens who's yeah. in green cars and working in my restaurants. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So can you walk us through what a typical day looks like now? Maybe just to give readers an idea of how things are different. So um, what I do every day is that uh, I manage those uh, WeChat groups for uh, delivery groups. We uh, actually deliver to uh, different uh, Chinese communities in all over Houston. 
Uh, we deliver to uh, Katy, Sugarland, Carolyn, uh, Memorial, uh, Richmond, uh, Woodlands, uh, Cypress, and Rice Village. Each of those uh, areas has a WeChat group for des- designated for that area. So I manage those groups and people can uh, place orders in those groups. And then I gather those order and send those order to the kitchen every day. So my husband is the one who's uh, uh, running all over the place every day, uh, leaving early and then coming home late. When you say delivery, what does that mean? So are you delivering to like one central location? Yeah, one central okay. And then people from from that community goes to wherever we're, uh, we like a place that we set up and then we meet there. Okay. It's a funny way to do business. In, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> That's what we're doing. Like, uh, like pre-orders, like, uh, people from, from that community will place orders with us several days ahead. And then we will stop taking orders on this one, uh, the day of the delivery. And then we make those orders and then we take all of those orders to a place that we agree upon in, in that community. And then they come, come to, uh, where we are to uh, to pick them up, and when we do the pickup, we do drive through. Uh, they they just drive through uh, the delivery guy's car, and then they say, "Okay, I'm order number this," and then they open up their trunk, and then we'll just oh, wow. uh, put their food in the trunk and then leave. So, what's your everyday like? So you also oh, go to life now is crazy. I. Go out early, uh, well, and I come back late. I come uh, come back usually around uh, let's see seven or eight. That's the earliest. Uh, sometimes nine or ten, and I've not had a single day off since this uh, pandemic or since we last spoke, Ashwin. Oh wow! But we're definitely not making as much as you know a regular business day. If, if, you know, nothing were to happen. But, you know, it is what it is. We're, we're trying our best to, to, to make the, as much as we can. I go out in the morning to make sure that's, uh, that the restaurant has everything they need, like supplies, foods, like, uh, like groceries, meats, and all that. Make sure they have enough. And if they don't, I am the one who drives to different locations to get them. And also, uh, at, uh, usually the order thingy, the cutoff time is at around 2.30 or 3 o'clock. So I need to watch that list. My wife sends me that list, and I watch that list and make sure the, uh, the food uh, gets prepared uh, and then I uh, put them in orders, like in uh, bags for each order, mm-hmm. and then put them in baskets and load them on my truck and then drive to the location, send the food out, you know, and then drive back. So that's typical. And I know last time we talked to you, you were talking about um, opening a new location. And at first, you're going to get the furniture from China, and that was held up by the coronavirus. And then finally, you had gotten the furniture, and I was wondering what's going on with that plan. Uh, furniture should be uh, on the ship. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So are you still moving forward with your plan to open it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a good time to uh, do some uh, 
developmental work. Usually, if if everything is still open and we're trying to do like developmental things,、uh, internal developmental things, it'll be、uh, a little bit hard. But right now, it's a it's a good time to do that. Like I plan to、um, consolidate all of my、uh, consolidate、uh, menu for each for all the locations, kind of combine them, and then so that their each location's menu is not too different. And then we've also started our commissary during the pandemic、uh, and uh, consolidated staff to、uh, to go work at the commissary because、uh, on the prepping part, each location had their had had their own workers to do the prepping. And right now, since we have the、uh, the commissary, we can we can have them、uh, do the prepping at the commissary together. What is a commissary? Commissary. You can understand it as like a central kitchen. Got it. So that's what I was getting from your description, but so I guess I was wondering, how long is you know what has been happening for the past month and a half sustainable?、Um, our Chinatown and Montrose location is sustaining pretty well right now.、Uh, it's a question about、uh, my Katy location because、uh, in Katy, I feel like there's、uh, less of a traffic flow over there. Um, and then、uh, that location is pretty new. Still, a lot of people don't know that we have a location there.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so business is pretty slow over there, but it's still sustaining. Just making a very, 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 very slim profit,、uh, close to、uh, getting a loss. So、um, if the business kind of、uh, fluctuates a little bit, we might get a loss.、Uh, and then、um, if we open up、uh, dining again. I think、uh, we're we're ready for that.、Uh, I I already have plans in my head of how to operate if we open up dining. How would you do that?、Uh, well, I first of all, I think this is what I think、um, that even if、uh, they open up dining again, there's probably going to be some restrictions, some、um, regulations that we have to meet. Like for example,、um, uh, the uh, occupancy that we Have right now is、uh, maximum occupancy is ninety something, ninety six or something. I think they might say that okay, that our maximum maximum number of people in your restaurant is probably going to be lower than that, probably one third or half of that. Or they might also say okay, you you can. They will probably put a, like a, a limit on the size of the table, five people or less, or six people or less, something like that.、Uh, what or or they might put like a. Distance、uh, between tables. Each each table has to be certain distance apart. So those are the things that I was thinking about that they were probably going to put in place. But even if they don't have that, I'm going to do that because I feel it's going to be safer and then safer for our employees and safer for the for the guests. And it'll make the guests feel more comfortable when they come in.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, so uh, as far as um. Uh, seating people—that's how I'm going to do it. Like seat less people, seat less number of tables at a time,、um, and then、uh, check everybody's temperature.、Uh, the em- employees and the and the and the guests、uh, check their temperature when they come in. Those touchless ones that you point at their head and then it tells you what the temperature is,、um, and then make everybody go wash their hands when they come in. Like go wash your hands right now. <laughs> And then, including guests, including guests, like everybody, yeah, and have my employees wear gloves and masks the whole time and、uh, sanitize, sanitize just everything、uh, after after each,、uh, each person. Like、um, I'm thinking about、uh, doing laminated、uh, menu too. 
for that so that each time the customer after they look at the menu we can we can actually dis- disinfect it well just basically treating disinfection uh very religiously mandatory not something where you just go, you just do whenever you have time like mandatorily like even if even if you're so 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 busy you still have to do it like between each guest when do you think you would feel comfortable reopening the dining rooms uh whenever the the the, the judge orders mm-hmm. i think i think i'm uh, pretty uh comfortable with op- reopening i don't think uh, uh dining would help uh, business, uh, our business that much. Uh, we have for Chinatown. We we only have nineteen tables. You you add up like the spacing and all that. The restrictions. Mm-hmm. We're not going to sit so many groups at once, and there's only a certain time frame people come out to eat. So, yeah, I'm I'm thinking. It will just add a uh, you know seven hundred dollars a, a day. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a long term cost. Yeah. So is it, we still have to wait till the pandemic is over. That's when things can start getting better. Mm-hmm. And as long as the pandemic is not over, people are still going to be scared, especially, especially Chinese people. Yeah, especially Chinese people. And I think right now a lot of American people are scared too. Um, yeah. so as long as, uh, people are still scared, uh, we won't have everybody willing to work and we won't have everybody willing to come and dine in. So I think it just helps a little bit, um, probably 10 to 50, uh, 10 to 20% better than now. What do you think Chinatown is going to look like when this is all over? Oh my God. I don't know. Right now, uh, so many so many restaurants are closed and so many stores are closed and they're trying to sell and they're, nobody's buying. We know this uh, a tea shop owner; they're trying to sell their they're trying to sell their uh, business to a friend of ours, and our friend also owns a tea shop, like a boba tea place. Mm-hmm. And his offer is pretty much giving giving the whole uh, business to them for free and even giving them extra money. That's how oh, wow. That's how desperate he is to get rid of. So he's like he's like paying them to take it off his hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Said, hey, hey, take it now. I'll pay. I'll pay future uh, rent for you. You can have wow. everything in inside inside the restaurant. You can just pay me like uh, fifteen thousand dollars, but I'll pay. I'll pay future rent. I'll pay rent for you for the next six months. Stuff like that. It's pretty much giving it to 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 him for free. And also, he just had no confidence in, in making money after this is over. He just felt like it'll be less of a loss if he gets rid of his business right now. Okay. The mentality. And is he getting rid of the business or is he get, does he actually own the, the... Getting rid of the business, he doesn't own the, the property. Place. He doesn't own the real estate. Yeah. Even the deal is so good like that, so great like that. It's, it's, it's a really great deal. And then my other friends still contemplating whether to take it or not <laughs> so he's not even convinced yeah he's not convinced he's like well yeah it's free now but what about six months later oh my gosh <laughs> am i going to make money am i going to uh uh have a have have a huge loss when it yeah yeah that's pretty that's incredible don't have confidence yeah. right now that's that's what happens when the when the economy is down there's no confidence in people so they don't 
yeah, they don't they don't have confidence in making money, so they don't they conserve, they don't spend money. That's what happens in in a, in a recession, and that we're in a recession right now. Oh, and then uh, another thing to point out is that because uh, because what's going on all over, uh, a lot of the employees are they're not just afraid to work; they're also uh, calculating whether it's worth it to to take the risk and work or to stay at home and and, and get unemployment uh, payment. Uh, unemployment benefit. Benefits, yeah. Because recently we've gotten a lot of applications in. Uh, applications on uh, unemployment, unemployment okay. uh, benefits. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So from the TWC. From TWC. And then that even includes uh, employees that uh, that quit on us, that we didn't, we didn't like, before we, we laid them off. And uh, even included uh, employees that, that uh, quit from us uh, way before, way before the pandemic. So there's a lot of fraud going on. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. So that's another trouble for us as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping things get better soon that you'll be able to reopen your dining hall. I'm pretty impressed with the way you guys are doing delivery. Because I remember last time we spoke, you were saying some of your customers come from very far away. So that was something you're trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you found a good solution. And yeah, can't wait Mm -hmm. to have a meal in a restaurant again. Thank you. Speaking for myself and listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. Looped In is hosted by me, Rebecca Schutz, and Nancy Sarna. Uh, we'll include a link to our past coverage and our past episode in the show notes. If you don't already subscribe to Looped In, it's available wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an idea for a show, uh, like the reader who wrote in, wanting to check up on Mala, or you just want to say hi, I'm on Twitter at R-A Schutz, S-C-H-U-E-T-Z, and Nancy is at... I'm at N Sarnoff. Until next time, thanks for listening.